Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. One, two, three, four, five. Another edition of the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast. Thanks to everybody who's been very patient with us. Uh, we will actually have a live guest. We went to Ricky's house, his new one that he just built in Antarctica. We are here with the penguins, and, you know, it's wintertime, wherever you may be. With Ricky, for him, it's always summer, so it's 85 degrees here with the penguins in the south uh, wherever we're at right now. So if you guys are wondering, does Ricky really own all these houses? Yes, he does. We've been to <laughs> Bali. We've been to Hawaii. We've been to Malibu. His compound in Belize, all that good stuff. Uh, how you been, Rick? Good, good man. Yeah, good. good. I'm excited that we finally have a guest. We I know it's been a, a while. Um, it's uh, it's pretty cool. As, as we've said it all along, when we have a guest, obviously we want to talk to Journey more than anything. Um, and today's guest is... Uh, perfect example of the ups and downs of not only major league baseball but minor league baseball yeah. and um coming from another country not the dominican not venezuela not anything like that but from australia which is even crazier you know so I mean, australia might as well be what like the Dominican do you, right? You have no idea what's going on, right? You're probably, whoa, this guy he looks like he's from the South, right? When you first met him. And so then you hear his accent. And you hear your like, accent. You're like, oh, he's from Alabama. You're like, what, what the fuck did you say? So, all right, before we get to our guest today, Liam Hendricks. Is that your name? Yeah, right? Okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, I, I know his name. He's just a big dude, and I don't want to get hit. That's on my lips out of the wall right now. Um, and before we get to Liam Hendricks, closer for the Oakland A's, your fantasy team, how's it doing? Good. Yeah, yeah, we're good. All right, you're good. Yeah, yeah, your yeah, Niners, how are they doing? Three and zero, baby. Okay. All right. Oh yeah. Okay, you're good. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're you're no longer traveling all over Canada for the no, summer. No, not right now. Okay. No. So next no next time we go out somewhere, it's a Roberto Alomar fantasy camp through the okay. Blue Jays in November. That'll be cool. Um, I did it last year. It's always cool when you see a bunch it's of November. November what? Third through the fifth, or second through the fifth. Oh, I'm so. busy. I'm busy. I don't want to go. <laughs> uh, we'll be in Vegas for the Canelo fight for that one. Uh, so if you guys want to follow Ricky Rogue, uh, 2-4 is his Instagram. Make sure you guys go check that out. But do us a favor. Since we've been gone for a little bit, go on iTunes, leave a review, leave the five stars. Don't be leaving three stars like that one dude who did it just to <laughs> piss us off. We are worth five stars, people. So leave a review. Let us know that you're checking us out. And uh, as always, thanks for the support and sticking with us. This is... Wednesday morning we're recording this, and mm-hmm. I'm going to release it Wednesday night. Yeah. So the, we're going to be real consistent every Wednesday, a new edition of the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast. Uh, before we get on with Liam, how about we take a time, uh, this moment right now, to uh, say congratulations. And because of us, he had a huge standing ovation at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> CeCe Sabathia, the 10th guest of the Ricky Roll podcast, came on the podcast yeah. and told us that you know he would love to pitch this year for the Yankees. They're doing well. And without us, 
he doesn't get that standing ovation <laughs> at Yankee Stadium, right? Yeah, I'm sure without <laughs> us. No, it, it's, it was tremendous to see something like Could that. Be, and yeah. um, like I said, uh, it's always cool, the, the the fact that he took the time when he was here in Anaheim and, mm-hmm. and talked to us for, for, for about an hour. And it would have been longer. Um, if his but, therapist wouldn't have shown but up. But I, I think uh, – Well, plus we spent like 30 minutes BSing with yeah, him about the Raiders. Yeah, so – and all it's 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 good. We always appreciate the guests here at the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast. And like I said, the the guest today I'm excited about. Yeah. I got to play with him a little bit in. Uh, we were together in camp. This is when I was already on my on downfall. Down? Okay. Yeah. So um and and he was trying to make the team. He had just gotten designated by three different teams before he got to the Blue Jays that year. Three teams cut him. Yeah. Before he, you met him. Mm-hmm. Jeez. And then. We go down to Buffalo, and I spend some time there in Buffalo with him, and he just gets off to a scorching start, becomes a – I think he was like the third or fourth ever Buffalo Bison to ever start an all-star game in the in the, in the the uh, International League all-star game really? or whatever. Or whatever the – P- well, what's, what's the, the all-star fir- game called? He was also the first of Australian. Oh, the all-star games? The uh, the PCO versus the ILO. All-stars. That's what it is, yeah. And and he he got off to a scorching start, got a call up that year. Anyways, without further ado, I mean, yeah, Liam yeah. So Hendricks. It, Liam Hendricks, if you guys want, make sure you go back and listen to the CC Sabathia episode number 10. Uh, Scott Richmond, our friend from the episode number one, who finished the season in uh, with the Quebec team who went mm-hmm. down. So go back and binge the rest of the ones that you haven't listened to if you're new to the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast and you'll notice we have a brand new logo. Oh yeah, we're sweet. We're <laughs> legit. We are hooking it up. Today's guest from Australia and all I know is that if you're a Raiders fan, watch out. Liam Hendricks is our guest <laughs> on Let's Go Ricky Roll. 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 Let's go Hey, thanks for having me. Guys. Yeah, yeah, okay. So <laughs> let's just start this off because if you Google your name right now, it's Liam Hendricks hates the Raiders and hates the Warriors. <laughs> let's set the record straight. You don't hate them. No, I don't hate them. I just hate the support stuff. <laughs> yeah. So when I get when I'm sitting there trying to get out of a game, I think we we probably like this is in 16 or 17, so we we probably didn't do well. So I was trying to get out of the parking lot, trying to go home. In Oakland, because in Oakland. Oakland and the in Warriors Oakland, we share, are the same, same parking yeah, lot. Yeah, we share a parking lot. There's a little tunnel in between us. And I got told by a security guard that the players for the A's aren't as important as the fans for the Warriors. He told you that? Yeah, he told me no, that. Searched my no. fans as I was trying to get out. So that was a little bit of a pain. But um, <laughs> I have the utmost respect for the actual players that play the game, the organization. But just the uh, that, was a, that was a little bit irritating for me. Oh, but the, yeah, they, so there um, goes the fucking media always twisting of things. Of course, man. and, and I, media. I never said yeah. the Raiders. The Raiders just come in and just destroy the field. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's part and parcel of having a dual sports stadium. But, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it is we love Raider is. fans but here. You know we, we love Raider fans for safety reasons. But you know no, what? Yeah, well, they're leaving. So I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to get a hold of the actual Oakland area because everyone else is leaving. Wait, so wait, hold on, hold on. The the Raiders have a separate clubhouse. Yes, so their their clubhouse is up top. It's a lot nicer than ours. Oh. We aren't able to make any changes because they have to walk through past ours. Oh, so well, they, they walk, walk through, through ours. Your, I've There's been a, in yours. The, what so, a so you, terrible. You've place. been in the visiting yeah, side. Yeah, so the course, visiting but side I've seen is the, the, the yeah. home side. So the too. home side, they use the stairs and they come down the yeah, tunnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they kind of block it all off, but they can't really make any upgrades because. You can't make too many upgrades in a week or two weeks. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you so, what, though. I see what he's saying about the, the stadium because you actually – the stadium, the, the playing surfaces are pretty 
Yeah, nice, if you man. get a chance, the, the if you get a chance to have a look at the um, the the slow mo version of how they or the the time lapse of how they set the stadium up, it's really cool. Yeah. Until you have to play baseball on it, and there's stand marks in center field, there's divot markers, helmet marks in the outfield. Like yeah, those are some heavy wait, dudes. What do they do with the mound? Uh, that pink, uh, from what I understand, they pick it up with a forklift kind of thing, and then just transport her out and put her out the back, and then they bring it back in. So, can you tell when you're a pitcher that there's been a Raider game on the mound? On the mound, not as much. Uh, they, okay. they, Clay does a really, really good job of making sure the all field's right. set up all good. But um, I tell you what, though, whatever for whatever reason this year, I have torn through six or seven pairs of cleats. Really? I've actually, torn through the pitching toe. What? So I don't know if it's day games where it just bakes on the mound yeah. because Oakland gets, it gets hot a little in the too day dry. games yeah. and it's about 40 degrees at night. But, yeah, I've, me and uh, Yusmara Petit's in the same thing. Literally torn through six or seven pairs of shoes. Wow. Damn. And I'd never dra- – I was I, – Good thing you're I a big leaguer, though, man. I would you get drag unlimited, a little bit. Unlimited yeah. sources. So my if you're Buffalo, <laughs> you'd have the same one? My Adidas rep's not, not happening. <laughs> See, that's why you, oh, the Adidas guy. Uh, uh, you better be there, man. All-star closer, shit. Exactly. Liam Hendricks is our guest today on the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast. Pitcher for the Oakland A's. Uh, let's see. Let's give your, your accolades. The first ever Australian to pitch the start as a, a playoff game, correct? Uh, that's from what I understand, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll take it. Yeah. yeah so I'll last year in the wild card game, you were the starter yeah, for the A's. Put that on the back of a jersey. It's cool. <laughs> hey, you know, as, as Ricky has taught me, and as I've dealt with all the athletes, as you retire, your resume gets a lot longer. It's like you start Seriously. adding things. First ever Mexican from East LA named Ricky to be in the All Star. Yeah, there it is. Hey, first ever guy in the big leagues named Liam. Really? Really? I think the only. Wow. I See, feel like that name's so popular nowadays. Well, it is. It's probably after you, yeah. yeah you're welcome. Me and Hemsworth <laughs> like, and Neeson. There's like 15 <laughs> Liams at Ricky's Elementary School right now. Seriously. <laughs> Liam Hernandez. I think um, there might be a, No, actually, you know what? Raul Marquez, the boxer, his kids is Liam Marquez. <laughs> I mean, it's coming up. There. I mean, when I first came over to the States, I had to, I was like, okay, so you got a Starbucks, you got a, you got a coffee. Like, okay, what's the name of the Liam? They're like, What? Like get it back and it was either Leon like L-E-O-N or Leon hey yeah, how would they spell how would they spell Leon Liam it's the back end of William so L-I-A-M no but how would they spell it how would they spell L-E-O-N L-E-I-N like it's just the, <laughs> I got Leah a lot Leo um, yeah I'm Joe <laughs> yeah it was, well, what, saying Bethel, I mean I'm, I'm Joe I'm on baby number two, and when we were looking at names you look uh, you look online and you see the most popular names that are Right now, and Liam's always in really? the top. Yeah, even when Sebastian was born, that was still one of the top names. And yeah, it's, it's I always like the name, but my wife was always like, "It's too popular now. Everyone has it." See, so what you need to do is you need to look in Australia about ten years earlier, and that's where you find some names because it's like my, <laughs> my year there was four Liams. Really? So I mean, and I now it's now starting to get popular. Besides Liam Neeson, so. that's about it. Yeah. Right. So okay, you're pitching for the Oakland A's now. When the heck did you run into this guy? So it was, as he said earlier, it was spring training, I think, of 14. 14, yeah. That I came over, I got claimed by the Jays, I walk into camp and you know, get, I finally got rid of the number 62, which was a damn curse for me. But <laughs> so I get into the clubhouse, I'm like number 34, this is yeah, a solid a number, number right? it's a good one. Yeah, and I had a terrible spring training. So I had, uh, I had, a good, I had two outings on the big league side, did all right, and then they sent me down because I was like, hey, look, you're starting, we need to get you some length, go down, and then... In minor league camp, I think I maybe hit 85 on a couple games. Like, I was struggling. That's like, not good. It wasn't ideal. And then Randy St. Clair, the pitching coach for the, for the Bison, is like, hey, why do you just go up and down and drive? Like, hey, maybe mix in a little turn. So I'm like, okay. 
get put into the. I was the fifth starter for the Bisons that year, so I got put into the pen, watching the Strosho go out there for the first one and come in <laughs> and Strosho, what a guy! Oh, what a what a what a met! What yeah, what a uh, they love him in New York. Ask him. <laughs> I mean, Cashman's a big fan. <laughs> um, but no, so I see him and he's got a short side. So I come in in the four, fourth or the fifth inning. And I'm pitching against the Red Wings, who I spent the last three years with. Mm-hmm. So I come in, add the little turn. All of a sudden, I'm back up to 90, 92. Everything's feeling oh, good. And it's about 30 degrees in Buffalo, so it sucks. But, yeah, I think I, just from that on, I added that little turn. And You uh, think you think uh, Randy St. Clair had a lot to do with that, with, with, with that, the turnaround? Yeah, with that for sure that yeah. year, with me being like just – I don't know if I was going through dead arm. I don't yeah. know if what I was doing. It was Florida, and it was early, and I hate day games. I don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah, yeah. But and Randy St. Clair was our pitching coach pitching in Buffalo. Coach. He was great. Yeah. Like He was fantastic. And then, um, yeah, so I had a really good year. I had a really good start to the year and mm-hmm. kind of um, moved from that. But then uh, – yeah, it was it was fun because I got to pitch against the other Australian guy that I played with, and James Beresford, who was with the Red Wings that year. Little slap hitting lefty, but I think I struck him out, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how you remember those, oh, right? Like, well, you uh, always remember the yeah, others. Yeah, you so, remember the, the the guys who who you, you. He's from Australia, so you remember that. I, I punched his ass out. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you because Ricky, uh, so I've covered sports a long time here in LA, and I, you know, anytime you see a, a Mexican, you're like, oh, okay, the Mexican Americans they hook up with each other. Hola paisan. He's got Soria. In we here. got Soria now. Yeah. We call him paisan, and he says paisan to every other every other Mexican <laughs> guy. So. So, but the Australians, you know, there are many of you guys, but you had the bond. I remember Anaheim, you had a uh, chopper, Rich Thompson. Yep. And then uh, Rowland Smith, the the Ryan hy- Rowland Smith, mm-hmm. first guy to pitch in the big leagues with a hyphenated yep. name. His Twitter hyphen eighteen. He's actually yeah. doing stuff for the Mariners. And then now. I, 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 I go back as far as um. Watching the Dodgers when I was growing up, Luke Prockpeck. <laughs> Luke Prockpeck. Oh, Proco, that guy was ginormous. <laughs> I met him as a 16 year old and he was just throwing around 600 pounds. I was like, what are you doing? There was a, a dude the wow. Dodgers also had. <laughs> they must have had some good vitamins back in the yeah, day. Yeah. He, he's, he's Apparently, from, I'm on a mole according to the real outback right there. According to Ron Gardenhire. Drop the um, yeah. When I had him, he was ninety. Now he's throwing close to a hundred. I need to go down to get that juice from Australia <laughs> from the tr- from the trees. I'm like, just just don't say the word juice. I, mean, I'm, I don't do anything. It's actually a kind of a compliment that you're thinking I'm on it, but still, like I'm not on it. Stop saying juice. Oh, Gardy said that about you. Gardy said that, and oh, like we played because we had that um, we had the makeup game, and I came in and I had a two-two count. Yeah, yeah. It was meant to be on Josh Harrison, but he gone. So it was. Um, I came in. I got a one pitch strikeout against uh, Jordy Mercer. That went to Harrison, who's sitting on the couch right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And then I pitched in the nightcap as well. So I went the seventh inning and the ninth inning, and still didn't get a save. But still. <laughs> <laughs> so you know when you dominate the Australians, right? Oh God, yeah. You let them. Let them I mean, know. there's two Aussies in the big leagues right now. The other guy is Lewis Thorpe, who's with the Twins. He's okay. a younger guy that just got up this year for the first time. But I mean, he's going to be good. So there was another guy the Dodgers have sorry, Rick, uh, that. The Dodgers had him, and then Chopper Thompson pitched against him. The Angels against the Dodgers, and there was a big thing. I forget that guy's name, but he used to come up for uh, the song uh, Man From Down Under. Justin Huber? Uh, I'll find out that guy's name. But he, he used to come up with the, the Man At Work song. Oh, it God. was like that's – the, That's the song I used to get in the minor leagues on the road. Well, and then Grand Balfour, too. Was, uh, that was Balfour. That was uh, – He was crazy on the mountain, but I a mean, nice guy off. So, yeah, great. <laughs> like, I've, I've met him – I don't think I've actually – I think I met him maybe once briefly in passing. Yeah. But that's what I'm, I'm asking the stupid questions. Do all you Australian baseball players know each other? Uh, no, of. Um, we've met each other a couple times. Like um, I was texting Peter Moylan the other day. He, oh, um, mustache right there. Yeah, he's actually starting to work with the Braves a little bit. Like yeah, he's doing he some color commentary for, for the Braves. Yeah, he he was with the Dodgers for a bit. 
I mean, that guy, I mean, talk about a career rejuvenation. Trent Olchin. Tr- oh, Olchin, oh, yeah. yeah. No, I know yeah. Olchin well. He, um, he works with uh, Rylan Roland Smith as a coaching clinic out of Australia. They come okay. out of here good every dude, year. Man. Great good guy. Dude. Really yeah. great guy. He's I think I played against him. He was really good when he was One younger. of the best smiles I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> nice as <laughs> Unbelievable. So, Liam, take, take us back, though, man. Yeah. Like, for you, growing up in Australia, like, did you how did, how did baseball get introduced to you, and how did you think, like, how am I going to get to the big leagues? Or was the big leagues ever a dream of yours? Or were you were you thinking other sports? I mean, I've read on your Wikipedia that you played uh, football, right? Yeah, so I am Australian. Yeah, Aussie rules. So no pads. Let, let, give give like it to men. us. Exactly. So no give pads. us a little bit of a rundown of so that. I, um, so as a kid in Australia, you generally play sports. Yeah, it's yeah. just a, it's part and pass the way everything goes. So I played football at the age of probably four. Oh, so really young. Really young. And then um, – we need an off-season job, like an off-season sport. So football's this season. You need, like, pretty much everyone until they're probably around 10 just does that. Like, they go back and they have two sports, yeah. and that's what they do. Because there's nothing else. Like, in Australia, you just you play sports. It's like mm-hmm. we're a sports country. So football was one, and I was like, okay. My parents were like, okay, we you're old enough now where you can go t-ball or cricket. Cricket. Uh, <laughs> so cricket, like, juniors cricket isn't as bad because it's just, like, everyone kind of gets, gets in there and stuff like that. But... One of my good friends at the time, he, his family and a couple of other guys that we were close to went to T-Ball. It's like, okay, like I want to stick with my friends. Like I'm six, so I just want to hang out with my, like run around. So we did T-Ball. And I think we were the, I don't know what, I think we were the Dr. Pepper Crushes, mm-hmm. which is funny because they don't sell Dr. Pepper very much in Australia. So <laughs> I don't know how they... Just and they don't have Outbacks in Australia either, right? Yeah, but we have the Outback. We don't have Outbacks. <laughs> oh, we'll get into we'll get into all the Australian stereotypes that you hear. Oh yeah. So I uh, oh, Steve Irwin. Yeah. Uh, Steve Irwin's fine. <laughs> Crocodile Dundee, you hate that guy that guy screwed us. But um <laughs> Yeah, so we're playing T ball and I just kinda went with it. So it was always football one season, T ball the other, football one season, T ball the other. And then um yeah, we just kinda went to baseball and I kept kept kinda going through it and and we just stuck with it, and here I am. So how did how did it come about, though? Like, you get to high school, I'm guessing, and do you realize, like, holy shit, I, I can I can chuck the ball. So six, my six when inches? I was when I was 12, uh, we you have to try out for the state teams. So the okay. state teams yeah, is yeah. kind of like the pinnacle of where you're going with sports. But um, well, so where tra- in Australia did you grow up? First of all, Perth, Perth. in Western Australia. So oh, we, I was trying out for the West Australian uh, West Australian state team, and I got cut first cut from the state team. So I'm like, okay, this sucks. <laughs> and then like, I'm a football player anyways. There's a reserve team called the CBIT. So it's Southeast Asian Baseball and Softball Tournament. So they come over. You don't travel like the state team, but people will travel to you. And so we'll play we, every year. They play it. And I got cut first cut from that too. Wow. So that sucks. So I wasn't even the best 50 kids. At 12. At 12. And so I was like, okay. And there's only 60 kids playing? or what? Yeah, there was about, about 53. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, <laughs> so I get like, and it's just, it's a group and. The coaches come back to me and said, "Look, you kind of we we kind of uh, were a little prejudiced against the club you were with. Um, oh. No one really heard of them before. Like I was with a team called the Korean Cats, and we wore black pants and powder blue shirts. So yeah. it was a tough look. Yeah, they've changed now, so I'm allowed to say it. But they've changed now. But um, yeah, so I got cut that, and it is what it is. The next year, I was like, okay, I thought I was pretty good. Turned out I wasn't that good." Go next year, and I'm like, if I don't make it, we're done with this, and we're going straight football, and this is what I'm doing. Next year, I make the team. 
had a decent tournament and they invite five or six kids to go to the West Australian Institute of Sport because it's a prelude to the Olympics. So it's like they will get you in so you can have the best training gym-wise and all that for the Olympics. So they just channel you through that. And then I made that. So it was just five or six kids from that. And so then I was like, okay, maybe I am all right at this. Stuck with it. Was the uh, Went to the state schoolboys, which is just... It's like a mid level like an academy tournament. kind of thing? Well, the schoolboys is like a mid-level tournament. It's like they do all sports, but it's like not ranked. It's not like the same as your state teams or anything okay. like that because you have to be in school and some guys just aren't in school. So I went to that and then ended up being pitcher of the tournament. And then went back to the under-16s and kind of just moved in. Then I was the MVP of the team as a first baseman one year for the state team because I had some elbow issues. So I played first base. And so you raked. If I hit it, I was good. <laughs> <laughs> but the consistency was wow. But, but you know, when you did, though, oh, oh man. Boy. But, Metal you know, this is, this is one of the cool things about this podcast. A lot of people think, and one of the things we always say with our guests, is like we like it when they talk about, hey, I, was, I had my downs and my ups and my I downs. I was terrible. And, and, I, and I kept getting cut because nowadays you have kids like, oh, my kid's a top 50 kid. Well, who gives a fuck? At 12. You know, at 12. And I'm so sick of people telling me how good their kids are. Go ahead, go right? ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh go ahead. my go ahead. God. Go for it, go ahead, go for it, Luke. I'm so sick of it. Like, my wife was a junior Olympian figure skater. So, like, she was the elite for, like, and for Canada. So, it wasn't the US, it was actually a good country like Canada. <laughs> so, um, I'll edit that out. Thanks to our US sponsors here. <laughs> well, in hockey and. And skating, but like, um, yeah. So she had that, but uh, she minute was, twenty edit out. He hates yeah, USA. She was, she was really good at that, and so she had that kind of vibe. And yeah. so now I'm doing coaching clinics and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, my kids like, and he's twelve, but he's like, he's throwing like a fifteen year old. I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, I don't know. Apparently, everyone throws a hundred now, so I don't, I don't know what that means, including myself, which is great by the way. It's way more fun, <laughs> but. Like, it's just one of those things, I'm so, like, you do coaching clinics and the kids are like, yeah, like, my kid, like, go, like, show me, show my kid the ropes because he's going to be good. I'm like, your kid can't catch. <laughs> and he's a catcher. Not and it. he doesn't want to be here. Yeah, and he hates everything. <laughs> and then that's why, yeah. like I said, we, we, we like hearing stories like that where, you know, you're, the start yeah. to your career, you almost, you were, like, thinking I got, I got very lucky in the fact that both my parents were pretty hard on me like my dad's a football scout so mm -hmm. if i had a bad game of football i had to ride home with mom i wasn't riding home with dad he, she was just wearing me he was wearing me out he was like, really? dad. Was like okay yeah you know in the third quarter when the ball went past you yeah you need you needed to be that three inches though three feet to your left or three meters because you know but three meters <laughs> to your left and you, you, that, that would have been okay but yeah that so was bad. Austra australian football what what exactly is, is it it's not rugby no it's not rugby so it's um you use your feet more than rugby so we're allowed to call it football like not like um, American throwball. Yeah, throwball he calls it. <laughs> but <laughs> he's not playing fantasy throwball. No, I just signed up for fantasy hockey. <laughs> but um, who's your hockey team, by the way? Montreal. Is it really? That's why I think that's why I got traded from Toronto. So I had Probably. 2015 out of the pen and I had they a good year Canadian, out of the pen. The Montreal Canadiens there, and yeah. they're their biggest rival. So we went Leafs Canadians opened up against each other for this for the opening opening game of the season. And they put us all on the video board, and they gave us, like, Leafs jerseys with our name on the back and everything. And then there's me dead center with the Canadian stuff on. No, oh, you didn't. Oh, hell yeah, I did. <laughs> You're that guy. I'm that guy. You're that That's guy. fucking ballsy, especially in Toronto, man. I, yeah, so it's ballsy. I got, lot, I got a lot of compliments, and I got a lot of hate. Yeah, I got I'm a lot sure. of hate. Good Social thing media. Good thing audience. Audience. Anthopolis is Mon – he's a Montreal yeah. guy. 
So it was great. So the GM loved it, but then he decided to leave, and then I got the new guy came in. And was like, yeah, we gotta get rid of this Montreal guy. <laughs> <laughs> so going. is your wife Canadian? Uh, so she's dual. She's, she's dual, dual citizen. So she um, was born in Ohio, but then she was raised in Quebec City for a little bit, okay. and then moved back to Ohio. Okay. So, so that's, that's how you adopted the yeah. So Montreal when um, okay. when I started getting, we have a local hockey team close to us called the uh, Florida Ever uh, Everblades. Florida Everblades. Everblades. Yeah. So minor we would, team. Yeah, minor ECHL team. So we would go down there just to see it, and she's. Like I was starting to get into hockey a little bit more, and she's like, "You need a team. Like you can't just follow the game. You need a team." So like, okay, where do what I choose? I like the Lightning were terrible at that point. Wasn't really a Panthers guy, yeah. so it's just uh, she's like, "Okay, well, I grew up in. I had a little. I have the connection to Quebec, so my, the Nordiques aren't around. So maybe just go to Montreal." And now she hates me for it because I watch almost every game. One of my best. One of my, one of my good friends, Shay, Shay Weber, is. Is one of the yeah, I'm going to need you to hook me up with that. <laughs> Let's do it, man. He would, he would too. He would. He's one of the, one well, of the greatest guys. You before we get back to you hating uh, eight-year-olds who are going to go to the major league's parents, um, <laughs> you're from Perth, Australia, the western part, most remote capital city in the world. Right? There's okay. Let me do another search. Is there surfing around there? Yeah, we got decent surfing. Like okay. uh, my high school uh, is the edge of the the grounds or the edge of the field. There's one road and it's a two-lane, like a two-lane little highway, and then there's the ocean. Okay, so how the wow. f do you become a hockey fan? There's no ice where you're from. Hey, we've got the Australian Ice Hockey League. Shut up. Do you really? You know how I found that out? The Air Canada flight with the Jays. So we have the TVs in the seat, and I'm like, okay, I just finished whatever movie I was watching. I'm yeah. like, what do what do we got on here? Sydney, it was like the Perth Thunder versus the Sydney something or others. And I'm like, you ever want to hear, like, you ever want to get confused about hockey? Listen to an Australian guy broadcast ice hockey. <laughs> it was awesome. But yeah, that's the, that's the reason I found out that Australia has an ice hockey league. And it's, it's Do you great. have like, ice in Australia? I mean, it's in a rink, but uh, yeah, no, we don't have ice. We put ice in drinks, but that's about it. <laughs> like, We've had, well, there's been one Aussie to make it to the NHL. Really? Yeah, it was with the Capitals. I think the year the Caps won it. Um, he got up for like three oh, games. Like a couple years ago. Yeah, he got up for like three games okay. as a younger guy. I don't know where he's at now. But, but yeah, Australia I mean, is a sports-rich country. Oh, yeah. You're, you have such great athletes coming out of there. Uh, Baseball-wise, though, were you watching this growing up? Like, uh, do they show the games there? Because so of the time difference. The time difference sucks. So for me, I used to sh I was shadowing a personal trainer at a gym, which means that that guy was a bit of a douche, and I had to just clean up everything. So we You're had the intern. TVs all there. Uh -huh. So all the TVs are there. So I would just like I'd flip it on, flip through, and see if a game was on. Game was on, and you had to pedal the bike to be able to listen to the TV. <laughs> okay, it's one of those ones with no old yeah, 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 like that. Like if this is before the day and age where there's the TVs in the bikes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was like all on the wall, and so I would pedal and I'd watch the game. But for whatever reason, we got a lot of Cardinals games. Don't know why. Just Cardinals seemed to be the guys that were always on. So I grew up watching Wainwright and Carpenter and and guys like that go out and Pooh do holes. It. Yeah, that was stupid. You're that guy was stupid. <laughs> I mean, during that time. Yeah. I mean, he still. I think that guy's hit about. Six balls off me to dead center in Oakland that are home runs in 29 other ballparks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness for Oakland. Out. Hey, I always pitch good in Oakland. Oh, so I love I mean, pitching there, man. My, I'm warming up my pitching. Like the bullpen coach is like, okay, yeah, so you've had success getting uh, Albert out with fastballs up and in. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't. I got lucky getting fastballs up and in. I mean, you ask him, it's like well, he's, he's in an absolute missile. <laughs> like he's doing the whole – Stand up, and then it's like he's 
hobbling to first base. And then the, and the fog of Oakland kicks in. And it's oh, not going anywhere. Thank you, Mount Davis. Mount yeah. Davis up there. So, so, so do you watch baseball? Is it a baseball country? Like, No, we're not. it's not really a big baseball country, but the guys who play or the kids know who play the, it. Yeah, the kids who play, like all the club ball teams and stuff like that are very into it. So it's a very, very tight-knit community. It's not okay. a big community, but it's a very, very tight-knit community. Did, um, so you grew up a Cardinals fan then? Just by watching them? Not really. No? I grew up. I didn't really. No, you ha- probably hated whoever the Cardinals were. Pl- or, no, I just. I didn't really have a team. Like you I remember, was you're a sports fan. Was there, yeah, I remember, was there a player that you kind of were like, wow? Like it was I Chris Carpenter for sure. Carp. Okay. Okay. Like, but um, yeah. So I was growing up. Like I would do, just like you know how you have like shop class in high school. Yeah. So we had plastics. So it's just you're dealing with plastics. So I just make MLB logos. So I'd make like Texas. I remember trying to do the Diamondbacks one. That sucked because of the little <laughs> how thin the D was for yeah. the snake. But, yeah, like, I, I pretty much grew up the same way a lot of people grow up. It's like, okay, I'm going to go for these couple teams and anybody who's playing the Yankees. And anybody who's playing the Yankees. That's, and now you like get that's, the, that's, a good, that's a, the way that Australia sports works. Like, if, for football teams in Perth, it's you're either an Eagles fan or a Dockers fan. And then you're a fan of those two and then whoever's playing the other one. <laughs> <laughs> you haters over there. Oh yeah. But you got you were lovely. I mean, I, remember, I I always think some like fans here are bad, but then I was watching a footy game the other day and a guy's footy. Yeah. So a guy took a mark, which means it's a little bit of a stoppage of play, and he's taking a set shot at goal and he's 3 yards away from fans. And this fan's leaning over just like you can see him yelling stuff with his like mottled three teeth left and <laughs> He's a Collingwood fan, so it's like the, the annual joke is that if you're a Magpies fan, you can put all the fans together, you'll have a full set of teeth. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to have to translate that one later. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're a phenomenal football team, don't get me wrong. Now, how, how did it come about when the Minnesota Twins make the call to you to sign you? So we have a, so if you make a state team, every state team they play in January, and mm-hmm. it's a January national carnival, so it's, um, yeah, usually you play all around and... It becomes a little bit of a showcase. Yeah, yeah. pretty much okay. what it is. So for the last three years, my team, we lost one game. We won three national championships in a row, and we lost one game. So, it's a, so you have two, uh, two levels. So you're under 14. You've got two years of under 14s, two years of under 16s, two years of under 18s. Mm-hmm. So my second year under 16s, and then first year under 18s, second year under 18s, we, we wipe the floor with everybody. But there's that, and then there's also the MLB Academy. So the Academy is oh, there's the an gold, Academy there. Yeah, the, the Academy is on the Gold Coast for two months. And so you go there and you stay in a hotel. It's kind of like uh, it, kind of like extended spring training. Yeah, yeah. But you have to do schooling after. So we do it in the mornings and we go to school and stuff. So like here in the United States, like Ricky went to high school and he mm-hmm. played for his high school team. And he went to college and played. In Australia, do you play for your school or are you just going so to these academies and states? We had uh, high school baseball for one year of my entire high school career. And it was set up just as a... Let's see if we can do it kind of thing. Okay, so it's not something. Though. And my team, we had three guys that had played baseball before, and we came second in the state. Okay, so that's so what it is. It was also me and a guy who signed with the Indians, so we were the two. Like, if I pitched, he had to catch, and if he pitched, yeah. I had to so catch. So if you have any kind of talent, you're going to these school uh, academies. and you're Yeah, going to so like like that. You, you're going to make state teams because you sign up for your own club ball teams. So you can go wherever you want. There's no, like, jurisdictions or anything like okay. that. So you go wherever you want. You make the state team, and then from that, you can go. I'm like, just fascinated because in You baseball, have to be invited to the academy, though. It, it, everybody, see, like, you're talking about these parents who tell you, oh, my kid's going to be a pro, this and that. 
there is no blueprint for how you get there. No, it's, not at all. You have, Ricky went the college route, played for Team USA. You went to these different showcases in mm-hmm. Australia. The Dominicans are dirt poor, and they're just hoping somebody signs them to mm-hmm. give them some food money. Everybody comes from all these different yeah. worlds. At the end of the day, though, it's still a simple game. You throw the ball, you catch the well, ball, and, and you hit the ball. But I like you, the throwing and the catching yeah. rather than the hitting. <laughs> but it, it, but it's, what I'm trying to say is you can't predict how you're going to get there it's the path it's like you have to have that hunger and desire ricky and i have talked about this on the podcast with every single guest that we've had because there's been guys that have asked rick hey let me come on and rick's like hey uh you want to do it i'm like ah that guy to me comes off as kind of whatever rick's like yeah yeah forget it we don't need him but i'd rather hear the guys who like yourself Mm -hmm. who struggle and get after it and have that hunger and desire especially after he says i came one cut away from quitting baseball yeah came this close and then you probably wouldn't be here today, you know, if 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 you would have gotten cut from that team. I'd have way more hips, hip injuries and knee injuries playing football. That's, that's <laughs> hey, what was your goal as a kid? Like we, like Ricky grew up saying, "I want to play baseball." In Australia, did you grow up saying, "I want to play"? In major I want to play football. I yeah. grew up playing football. Like I was an old Australian footballer. So I made uh, in the same year I made the in the schoolboys tournament. I made the old Australian baseball team and the old Australian football team. Wow, and that's and, like a prestigious sport. Yeah, okay, right? so that was that was that's a big deal over there. So we. <laughs> Let's be, like our this is under 15s for football. Our closest game was 110 points. Wow, so that's like we, dominant. Yeah, we decided to just destroy everybody. So there was you, that, but um, because what things happening now for Australian rules football is a lot of the guys are beat up by 27, 28 years old, and they're like, damn, I can't play anymore because I'm so beat up because I've been a pro for 10 years. Now they're coming to the United States and getting a college education. As punters, well, you USC look at uh, has one. You look at Wisnowski, the guy who's yeah. uh, the kicker for the 49ers. He was the highest drafted uh, kicker in the last year's draft. He was a glassy, so he worked and installed uh, installed windows. Okay, so he worked with glass and installed windows and stuff like that. His buddies was like showing him. He's like apparently had a decent boot, but he just didn't have the the rest of it for football. And yeah, like he turned it into a you know he, he was the highest ever drafted forty nine. Yeah. He's with the kick, kick it with the forty ers He's from Perth. Yeah. Well, from like twenty minutes. Have you got Perth. it together with him? No, I actually worked on it because we had a football trip, uh, football jersey trip this uh, for this flight, and you wore his jersey. I tried to. They're on the east coast, so they weren't able to make it happen. So I wore uh, a Manchester City jersey. Okay. Because they didn't specify American football. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a Man City fan. <laughs> Come on, Sete. Come on, Sete. I'm like a United a fan, geek, so. Huh? so I went to um, yeah. So I went to United City this this offseason okay. in England, and it I, was phenomenal. I still that's one of my like we just happened to goals. be there at the same time, and that's what that it was great. Like, so awesome. What's uh, more popular if you go to Perth right now, you or anybody that plays Australian football? Anybody that plays Australian football, really, a hundred percent. Like I people like I got we went to Disney the other day. We had an off day, so I went to Disney, and I got stopped by an Australian guy. But the only reason he knew who I was was because I was wearing a Perth Heat hat, and he had the Sydney Blue Sox hat. Uh. <laughs> so it's like the baseball team. So that's the only reason. So they're actually coming to tonight's game, so we got them BP Plus. Oh, oh, that's dude, awesome. Really? Good for yeah. you, oh, that's man. Cool. That's what I mean, it's all we about take, right we there. Take, we take care of our people. That's what it's all about. So Australia rules football mm-hmm. was made in 1859. Mm-hmm. It's like that's the sport the kids grew up Yeah, in. I wasn't around then. No, but I'm <laughs> saying like that's the sport. Like your, your dad used to scout. Your grandfather played it. Like So my, my – my mom's dad played. My dad played. My dad's third youngest ever to play in the West Australian Football League at like 16. He was about my size at 16, though, so he was relatively solid. Like everybody there is like jacked. 
Everybody's 6'1 to 6'4. I mean, mean, their thighs are bigger than everything. One of our greatest exports is Hugh Jackman. It says it in his name. (laughs) Jackman. So how did it come about though? Going back to the to the baseball, how did it come? How did the Indians come knocking on your door yeah. or or buzzing your phone and saying, uh, hey. "So yeah, you go to the National Carnival," and I apparently had some guys on the radar. I didn't have an agent, so I was using my dad for it all. So they yeah. they go up to my dad like the National Carnival. I was a ninety ninety two righty, but I could pitch a little bit. Like I was, I always had that pitch ability, and yeah, so I had some teams come knocking and drop cards off and get in touch, and then I hurt my knee. So I ended up having my second knee surgery after um, during the National Carnival. Like I came in to close out the semifinal. If we win that, we get a day off before the uh, the championship game. So I come in to close, and before I'm finished my warm up pitches, I can't stand on my leg. Jeez. So I tumble over, and so I mean, we had a couple teams still re- like still remain in contact, which is that uh, was a big one for me. Ended up signing with the Twins uh, after going back and forth. I had a couple pre-tournament offers from like one of my close coaches who worked for the Phillies at the time. I think he's with the Tigers now. But he gave me a pre-tournament offer and said, if you go to the tournament, the, to- the, the offer's off the table. Wow. So I was like, okay, that's fine. He was, he was extremely good at getting people to sign pre-tournament. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. was one of those guys. Like Nothing against him, but he, he did his job. Yeah. And there was a couple guys who went into it. Like we, There was one guy who made uh, Brad Harmon, made it to the big leagues with the Phillies. I think he signed for 20 grand. I mean, we had a guy who spent a, had a 10-year minor league career Sign for twelve thousand. Like it's just that's how. How much did you get. sign for? One seventy. One seventy. While injured. Wow. One hundred seventy thousand. Yeah. So that's I was pretty good money. I've, uh, I'm the. Uh, so you were a stud then. I'm the bonus baby of the bullpen right now too. I made sure to know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Okay. We went around and asked everybody. I'm like, I'm winning. Yeah. Really. Which is weird because usually there's that random bonus baby that gets yeah. in there and like, yeah. oh yeah. Just, yeah. But no. Like, okay. So one seventy. I mean that's. <laughs> Australia, that's is that life changing money? Would you say at the time? No, it wasn't life changing. It was definitely you're 18 years it old. Was fun money. It was an 18 year old, but yeah. I didn't touch it. Like I put it all. We put it all away. Okay. Um, but and where's the first place you get sent to after you sign? Other so, than Florida, do Wait, I get I get real, a real quick, Perth is a big city, right? Yeah, it's got, like two and a half million people. Okay, so had you been to the states? No, like I had. Uh, I don't. I think I may have left the country once when we went to Kuala Lumpur. Oh, okay, oh, so okay. you're from a big city. So the, the big thing was, and then they send you where to Fort Myers, Florida. For, I live in Fort Myers still, so yeah, I like but, the area. But, but like it was, it wasn't as built up as it is now. But the good thing was, is like there was a couple, a couple, few teams that were interested. There was the Padres, the the Red Sox, the Angels. Uh, ended up being, I almost signed with the Padres as a third baseman. So you're a free agent. You can sign with whoever you want. So I could sign with whoever I want. You just so took the biggest offer. Yeah, I ended up taking that, but I was also more of a comfortability thing. Like, I if the Twins and another team were, like, equal, probably would have still stuck with the Twins just due okay. to the fact they had, like, 15 Australians. Oh, they had, okay. like, 10 Aussies in, in the GCL or the in extended spring training at that oh, point. Wow. So that made it a lot easier for me because I'd played against a lot of these guys. So my first – my roommate was Jared Ecott, um, an Aussie guy who ended up having – he ended up getting released because he had an abnormal shoulder. But, like, I'd known all these guys for – Playing against so you have the comfort years. level yeah, with them. So that's you cool. going over that's there huge when you're 18. It's, it's away unbelievable. From home. That, that made it a lot easier. I you don't understand know. what people are saying. Yeah, like we could talk quickly to each other, and then <laughs> first Andrew. American I ever saw was six foot five, had the calves of a Greek god, <laughs> <laughs> and was your typical Cali boy, SoCal. So like there you go. It's different from NorCal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you got to specify. SoCal is a little. Um, We're cool. 
We're way cooler, man. <laughs> You're a little uh, <laughs> confident, I should say. Yeah, we're Australian. <laughs> Just so, like Australians are some of the people in the world too. <laughs> so I get over there, and this guy, it, this guy is first thing he does is introduce himself, and then tells me how hot he throws. Yeah, he's from LA. Who was it? <laughs> David Brumberg. No he's now a barber. A barber. Huh? Okay. How hard did he throw? Ninety-five. Okay. So I mean, he <laughs> but he called his curveball the heroin. <laughs> Because he couldn't stop throwing it, and he just couldn't stop laying off it. Oh, my oh goodness. wow. So he was an interesting player. Yeah. Oh, wow. But, like, I, I, then the first time I saw him pitch, I'm like, I'm never getting anywhere. This guy is legitimately 95 with a hammer from death. Like, it was a really good curveball, let's be honest. <laughs> but, like, I'm like, I'm never going anywhere. Yeah. Like, this guy's 95, good changeup, good curveball. I'm like, I'm throwing 90. But, but by the way, Feeling the, good. the first year... My every every single start, I was low of eighty seven, average eighty eight, high of eighty nine. I didn't have crack ninety my first year at all. I like that man. I, it goes back again. But man. I was at change like full seam change up, uh, learning how to pitch. At point I was curveball. So then the next year I went back home and I was like, look, I need something with a little bit of a little bit of a change in between. So I went and dropped my arm angle a little bit, got a two seamer and a slider. Now the slider's been my best pitch, but it was just like went back and then I also missed the entirety of the two thousand eight season because I had spine surgery. Jeez, spine surgery? Yeah, I had a pinched nerve in the base of my neck. Oh. And so I lost feeling in my my pinky ring and index finger. On your throwing hand? On my throwing hand. So that wasn't fun. Actually, it was good because my changeup was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't feel anything. The So then you go Fort Myers, and then do you go to like Elizabethton? Yeah, so Fort Myers, I spent two years, I, I spent three years in extended. Oh, <coughs> so I spent three, wait, wait, wait. Years, three years extended spring training. Yeah, usually you're supposed to spend zero, one, one, maybe one, maybe one two. as a young guy, maybe two. Yeah, but as three is three is a little bit extreme. But I also never went to a fall league. I never yeah. went to instructs or anything like that. So wait, is extended is where so spring training ends. Spring training ends, and it's everybody all the short season seasons. And then you guys stay. With, uh, isn't that what you told me when you went to rehab that extended? And yeah, you hated it because you yeah. were in the big leagues, but it's you had to go there. Yeah, and it's just like it's, it's terrible. terrible. It's grinding. It's terrible because you six a.m. buses. Yeah. Oh, 6 a.m. No. buzzes. That was the best part. Like, um, So we stayed at the Clarion Hotel in Fort Myers. So I, when I was rehabbing, it was you go there at 6, you get your rehab done, and I was out by 10. Yeah. And so it was great because until everyone else got to the hotel, the internet was fantastic. So I was just playing Call of <laughs> Duty the entire time. <laughs> Big so gamer brilliant. guy right here. So it was Big brilliant. gamer. But, yeah, so I spent three years in extended. went to Elizabethton, Tennessee, which is small. very, very small town. <laughs> Luckily, I... Well, not likely, but I spent two. I only had three starts there, and then got caught up to Beloit, which is not much better. That's a ball. Oof. Beloit is um, the snappers. Yeah, so if you ever see like a PGA rough, that's what the infield looked like because it's <laughs> oh, Wisconsin. Shit. So it was tough. Like I, Ben Revere had like a hundred infield hits or something like that one year. Midwest League. Yeah. So I went, spent there. I slept at the foot of a guy, the guy James Barris. I slept at the foot of his bed. On a, I bought a comforter, laid that down on the on the floor, and then got another comforter to wrap myself in, and that was how I slept for the last three months of the season. Damn. You're technically a professional. I have back issues now, I think, from that. <laughs> so you're technically a professional. <laughs> Look, and you say you're a bonus baby. Ricky was a bonus baby, different salaries. But at the end of the day, you guys have to go through the same exact mm-hmm. thing in 100%. the minors league. 100%. But he, his family is close enough. Your family, you have to wait till they wake up to actually call them if yeah. you're getting homesick. So how did you deal with 
that where you're like, I still believe in myself, but damn, it's. I was 18. I was. It was great to be out of the house. What about, I'm talking about when you're like 21, and now this time it's so like yeah, you when had I was, back surgery and all. Yeah, I mean that was tough. Like I had spine surgery, I had my appendix out, like stuff like that. I actually was more concerned about my appendix getting out than my spine surgery. That just shows you as soon as you hit 20, God, things start things start worrying you a little bit more. But yeah, like I got lucky in the fact my parents are great. Like okay. they would shoot me texts and stuff like that. And then when I was 21, I ended up meeting my wife. Okay. So I was in Fort Myers in a hospital. It was just after I had my appendix out. One of the other guys had Mercer in his leg, and we were just going to visit him. So I met her there, and then she shunned me for like three months. And perseverance like wore her down in the end, and <laughs> she still hasn't left. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, it's 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 been an interesting story going from that. But like, I went back to Beloit the next year, and I got lucky in the fact that I had good years when I needed to. What okay. you played in New Britain too, right? Yeah. What year? Hard hit in New Britain. Hard, hard hit in New Britain. Oh fuck. Yeah, 2011. I was there for the first half. Rough. Yeah, so I was I wasn't meant to be there. So I wasn't meant to start that year in Double I was meant to go back to High A. The year before, I had 108 innings, but I had my appendix out. And was split between low A and high A. And then went to, like, a couple guys got hurt, so I went. To, I started in double A. Ended up putting up a 2-7 for the first half of the season as a 22-year-old. And that's a fucking tough league to put a 2-7. That's like two seven. Yeah. That's yeah so I had, a, I had a pretty good I made the double A all-star team. Uh, made the futures team for the oh. second year in a row. I was oh. a token white guy for Team World, so. We <laughs> <laughs> just want the Australian flag on the jersey somewhere. Yeah, that was like, it was me and James Paxton. I'm just sitting there like, uh. Where, where uh, was the first? Uh, so the first one, I missed the one in LA because of my appendix. Okay. So I had my appendix at July 4th. Happy America Day. <laughs> and then the next year, I that was in LA. The next year was in Arizona. So I went there. It was, oh, um, dude, I was, in that, I was in the All-Star game in that year. That's crazy. Yeah, you were in the real one, though. So oh, wait, so for real? Yeah. So you were, I didn't even know that. You were in the All-Star game in Arizona. Yeah. You were in the Futures game where they played the night before. Yeah. Where the Futures game is where the guys that are the I, prospects. I, prospects I think the over. guy that the Jays sent that year was Henderson Alvarez. I don't know if yeah, you I think so. that name. Yeah. I know. Yeah. He got through yeah. a no-hitter, didn't he? Oh, he was actually with Oakland, right? Uh, he yeah, we had him for a little, little bit. bit. Like, he, yeah. I don't think he, have, I don't know if he ever pitched for us because yeah, I like he, he, he had some shoulder yeah. issues so and stuff like that. You guys were in the same ballpark, same yeah. vicinity, same everything. Again. You didn't know each other. At the same time. hotel, same hotel. Yeah, probably. Really? All I know is I walked outside of that hotel and it's Arizona in July and it sucked. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I like I come from Perth and it's dry heat and all that, but jeez, that, that's like Arizona. Yes. So, so, when did you make your official? Debut, major league debut. So, so this is the um, this is the after how many years in the minors? So I came over in 07, and I made my de- debut of September sixth of two thousand eleven. So I got, I was oh, okay. relatively fast track. Yeah. It wasn't like it was, but it was out of necessity because there was like five guys that kept getting there was like five starters in the big leagues that got hurt. What team? The Twins. Okay. So those were the Twins. I spent the first half in Double A, went to Triple A, did okay in Triple A, not great, but like I had a couple good starts towards the end, and then. Two guys got hurt. They're like, okay, we're calling you up. And I was 22. How's that call? For, uh, how's that? Uh, well, take the, us back to that. So I'm they in, call um, you into the office. So it's what? the end of the end of the AAA season. We have two games in Port Tucket. So we're getting ready to take an eight-hour bus ride. Oh. So my bags are on the bus. I'm sitting on the bus. They call me off the bus. I'm like, hey, uh, yeah, Skip wants to talk to you. I'm like, oh. I'm hoping. I, I was really hoping it was one of those ones where it's like, hey, uh, you're not pitching the rest of the year. Don't even worry about coming on the trip. Just go home. <laughs> like my wife had left that morning from um, from uh, Rochester to go back to Fort Myers. So she was my uh, girlfriend at the time. So she had gone back. 
we get uh, we get called in. It's like, hey, yeah, you're uh, you're not starting for us. So um, yeah, we're just going to put you on a flight to Minnesota. I'm like, why would I go to Minnesota? Like, I'm clueless. He's like, because you're pitching on Tuesday. I'm like, I got like an exhibition game or something. Like, I had no, like, it wasn't on the radar for me getting called up. Like, it just wasn't there. <laughs> so and he's like, no, you're uh, you're you're starting for the big leagues. You're starting in the big leagues on Tuesday. I'm like, oh shit! And like, so I grab my bags off the bus, call my wife, oh my girlfriend at the time, and she she answers the phone. I'm like, hey, um, yeah, you need to get back on a flight and get to Minnesota. She's like, oh fuck! But why? She's like, because I'm starting on Tuesday. She's like, fuck me! I just left this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the uh, <laughs> congratulations, babe? No, she was, it was congratulations, but she's like, man, I just left. <laughs> what did your parents? Well, how was that call to your parents? Uh, that was exciting. I mean, I, it took me a couple, like, it took me a day to get, like, trying to figure out flights and stuff like that, then time difference, and ended up, uh, getting a hold of them, and it was, yeah, they were, they were about as shocked as I was, but it was, um, it was a cool experience. Like, I think, I, I didn't think, like, I had to end up turning my phone off, so there was a bunch of people that I didn't get up, like, I was getting blown up, like, people that are just coming out of the woodwork yeah. and, and all that, so I ended up turning my phone off and kind of, uh, did your parents make it in time for the game? No, they weren't able to make it, unfortunately. <sighs> so they, um, yeah, they weren't able to get get the flights and all that figured out. But yeah, um, they I were able to I watch it. Put it on the Twins tab. Hey, you guys got to pay for my parents' to private jet. I think they did for Beresfords and Thorpes. Maybe I don't know. Like, <laughs> I think some other guys have done. They had that happen. But yeah. um, so, you who was your first start against? I just remember warming up next to Jake Peavy. So it was the White Sox. But oh yeah, was he this like, guy? Oh fuck. my gosh. Like, I'm warming up. I'm 22, pale face, warming up in the bullpen, and you hear this guy, God damn it, what the fuck? Yeah. Why, why? He oh, yells every time he every time. bounces a breaking ball. He yeah. is he's yelling just, up a storm. He just yells. He yells at himself. Oh, the bullpen's are next to each other? Gosh, oh, darn it, Jake. Fucking get that curveball down. Like, he talks to himself the yeah. whole time. And you hear it? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's like, you can hear yeah. from the dugouts when he's on the mound. On the mound, yeah. But he, like, like halfway through, they, they announced, like, oh, and making his major league debut, Liam Hendricks, and he, like, leans over the rain, like, hey, Good luck, like congratulations. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of guy he is, though. Yeah, he like from from everybody I've ever spoken to, like I've had some bullpen catch, like Aussie bullpen catches that were with the Padres and stuff like that. Love him. Yeah, absolutely love him. I haven't heard a bad thing about yeah. the guy. I mean, I was in camp with him one year, and yeah, it's exactly like that. He can be like, shit, fuck. Hey man, how's your day going? You know, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a talent to be able to do that. Yeah, to turn it on and off like that, it's insane. So it was at the new, it was at the new uh, Twin Stadium, right? Your debut. Yeah, it was at Target yeah. Field. Yeah, oh, cool. Sorry, beautiful Target stadium field. Because apparently, every time I say Target Field, everyone thinks like, but the, it's called Comerica where the Tigers play. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I get that a lot, but yeah, it was at the Target Field, and um, yeah, I got there. I. My first strikeout was AJ Pazinski. Oh fuck! It's not a good one to have. It's not a bad one to have. <laughs> no, not a bad one at all. So ended up going out there. First walk was so I'm warm. It's the second inning. Adam Dunn comes up, and the Twins have this little. Is he really like eight foot tall? He's, he's ginormous. Yeah, huge. It's, he swings like it's a toothpick. Yeah, so it looks like in his hands. But like on the Twins, they have the fun facts up in right field. So I turn around and I'm just. Like I wasn't meaning to look at it. I looked at it and I was like, Adam Dunn is the only player in Major League history to hit a ball out of a state. <laughs> cool. Awesome. So I walked him. <laughs> You're like, I'm not about to get yep. added to that fucking list. And then Alejandro and then there was like a ground ball, like a or yeah, ground ball that moved him to second. And then Alejandro Diazo hit a broken back single off a changeup. That was the one that was the first hit and run I gave up. Then I hung a slide. Alex Rios hit a 
blast in the second deck went before the balls of juice, so that was like actually a big one. <laughs> um, I like I like how he fucking he's honest about it. The balls are juice, right? I mean, the, are they what they, this they, year? they did a study. Oh, I mean, look at the year I'm having. They have to be different. <laughs> oh, are you having a good year? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I mean, according just, to some people, just an all star. All star, you know. But like, yeah, they you know. they did a test, and the ball is what traveling an extra like 15 feet further on average on the. No, it's because the guys were stronger. Well, like I'll give you that. The bats are bigger. People swing harder. It's the People analytics. Everybody has that uh, <laughs> the, like, swing. There's, there's definitely something. Like I wouldn't shock me if something came out that something's going on. Yeah. Oh, they all have that big uppercut well, swing. You, now. We, we've all heard the rumors so and certain things about going on. With you the walk balls. into a clubhouse with uh, Joe Mauer. Joe Mauer, Justin Morneau, Justin Morneau, Joe Nathan, Joe Nathan. Wow, uh, Michael Kadaya. Wow. 2014, you said? 11. 2011. 2011. He was in the All Star team when I was there. I love Cuddy. Cuddy is awesome. Yeah. He's a great guy. Was some uh, people like Jason Kubo there too? Kubo was there. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so. Did they talk? Denard Span. Span. I love Span. Yeah. Um, A lot of them, like, so I made the mistake of going in there and, uh, like, seeing my number was 62 and being like, hey, is you got any lower numbers? Oh shit! So the next day I get rookie. to the yeah. Next day I get to the field and Morneau's jersey's hanging in my locker. <laughs> Wait, you said it out loud? I said it to the the clubby because I'm like, oh, and then the clubby sold you out. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it was one of those things where if you're in the minor leagues, you get called. Like if you if you go up to a new team, like, hey, do you have anything in the same si-? like that's a little because it was. A well, he was like well. thinking like spring training '62. When I get to the big leagues. It's gonna go down. No, I, didn't, I wasn't even in big league oh, camp. In big I'd league never camp. been in big league camp. I had no. I've never met most of these guys. Oh, oh shit! So I walk in. And I'm you like, you know how to behave. Well, I was uh, like, when you get called up in the minor leagues, you're like, okay, here's number like forty. I'm like, oh, okay, the size is a little bit big. Do you have a different size? And they would just give you a different number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was thinking the same thing. Gotcha. No, not at all. So I had uh, I had Mono's jersey <laughs> hanging in my locker the next day. I'm like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> I'm in trouble. Did he say, you? Did he say anything? He's like, "Yeah, no, I'm done with it. I've, I've, it's, it's, I've, I've got. I went over four yesterday. You can take my number." <laughs> but I love. Were you dumb like, enough to think that? Hey, maybe I can. <laughs> no, God, no, but you Morning's know, great. Like, but he, that's that's the thing we talk about. Like, it's all in good fun. Like, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. The, that was the stuff of the good fun. There yeah. were some guys who were, some other guy could take was, it yeah. overboard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, without a doubt. But right, like, Jim Tomei was on that team. Jim Thumb. Uh, Jim Thumb was the best. He's man. a great guy. He was like, 40 I did. Forty years old. At the I time. did a charity event. I missed him because I think he'd just been traded to Cleveland. Oh, okay. But I missed him. But like, I've I, he hit a ball off, over the batter's eye of me in spring training, like <laughs> in minor league camp. And um, like I've done some charitable charity events with him through Tony Lewis's nice Animal Rescue Foundation. Man. You played nice with Drew Batera too. Drew Batera was on the team. Um, I had some good uh, that yeah. year. My I debut catch was Rene Rivera. Rene Rivera. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Morneau, I'm looking at the baseball reference. Morneau, Alexi Casilla, <laughs> Alexi Casilla, Nishioka. Uh, yeah, Nishioka, big time coming out of Japan. Yeah, right? He snapped his shit. Don't you know this guy, Danny Valencia? I don't know him. Oh, okay. They, they, you got. I know Danny. Up. I'm yeah. like I've played with Danny. I followed Danny. So I got traded for Danny from. The Blue Jays to the Roy- uh, from the yeah Blue Jays to the Royals because I got traded in fourteen. Halfway through the year, I got traded. Me and Eric Kratz for Danny Valencia, so I got traded for Danny. Then went back to the Blue Jays and then played, played with, them, with again. them. And then so I played with, them with the Twins, the Blue Jays, and the A's. Oh, that's right. And he our wives are really close, actually. Okay. He just um he just helped Israel qualify for the Olympics. Did he really? So he was on that team out there. They they they're the second team other than the host Japan to qualify for the Olympics. Wow. So it's the, and then it's you, a huge deal for them. And then. You got traded for a for a get who one of the guys who was our guest here in this podcast too, Jesse Chavez. Yeah, I got traded straight <laughs> up for Jesse Chavez um, from the Jays to the A's, and I was 
it was about two weeks after that I had a call and was like, hey, would you think about starting again? I said, no. I, I like my, I like where I am in the pan. Yeah. Two weeks later. That yeah, was the, um, so who was the interim? The interim GM was... Um, for who? Tony LaCava. Okay. So Tony LaCava took over for the Jays and I was the, I was his move. Okay. So hey, I got you traded. You pitched four times that year when you got called up. For the Twins? Yeah. yeah. 2011. Yeah, so first one was good and I don't think the other three were. No, you, you threw seven. Yep. You threw five. You threw six. And then finally you get a win. Yeah, September twenty fifth. September September twenty fifth. Yep. A- happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, dude. I thought it was the nineteenth. September twenty fifth. You get the win uh, at Cleveland. At Cleveland, because Zach McCallis was the start of the losing pitcher. I Actually, no, that. no, no. I'm sorry. You did not get the win. No. You, the team got the win. You didn't get the yes. win. So September nineteenth. <laughs> came a, back to win. It was September nineteenth of the next year. Of the next year. It was 18 career starts for me to get a win. Wow. Are you serious? Third longest in history. Shit. How dare they? They didn't like you, huh? I had a, I had a complete game one run loss. Wow. <laughs> That's when First you of all, just... complete game, you got to explain what those are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't, don't happen anymore. It's, it's a very rarity. But King Felix threw a shot piece. So, like, this, this is how baseball works. We're both kind of cruising along. Like, I get, I get a big double play in the first inning and then kind of started cruising a little bit better. Justin Morneau leads off the bottom of the seventh inning with a triple. Leads off. Triple. Felix Hernandez decides, like, oh, I'm done playing with these people. Just starts, dials Nasty. up to 97 with a changeup from hell. <laughs> and I don't know if he struck out the side, but the guy didn't score. First pitch at the top of the eighth inning. Solar home into the flower bed in left field. So as bad as much as a wall scrape as you can get from Eric Thames. That was the, that was the only scoring part of that game. Wow, and that's how I got my. That's how I got a loss. So, so you obviously you make your debut with Minnesota, get designated by them, go to the Jays, or no? So I got designated, and then uh, so they designated me to when they signed Phil Hughes. Yeah. So that was the uh, off season, two thousand thirteen. Got claimed by the Orioles. No, sorry, got claimed by the Cubs. Cubs. Cubs called me on the thirteenth of December. The twenty third of December, we're in uh, Collingwood in Canada for Christmas. Yeah. And I get a. Just an update on my phone saying I've been claimed by the Orioles. No phone call, no nothing. My you sister, get the alert. My sister was pissed because she bought Cubs hats for everybody because we. It was the first time we'd been designated, so they didn't quite figure out like know yeah. how it worked. And uh, yeah, so I got claimed by the Orioles. Went to Birdfest with the Orioles. Like they did all their stuff. Was okay. one of their new faces of the organization with. Um, I think it was Jamal Weeks. Okay. Uh, yeah. Brad Brock. Yeah. And I can't remember the other guy. But, yeah, so I went to the Orioles. Uh, spring training with the Orioles. They signed Ubaldo Jimenez. But the Orioles guys are great. Like, I love that. I still keep in touch with a couple of them. Mm-hmm. They signed Ubaldo Jimenez, and they, they I got DFA'd and then claimed by the Jays. And then you come to the Jays. They designate you. You make a few starts there, right? So I made um, so I made uh, two good starts, and then they called up the Strosha. Yeah. I had two starts. I went six inning, I went five and a third, one run. And six innings, two runs. Or five and a third, two runs, six innings, three runs. Got DFA. Uh, not DFA, sorry. I got, uh, sent I got sent to the pen when Stroman's first start just to make sure he was okay. That was where Aaron Brooks decided to give up eight spot in the first inning for the Royals, who I played with this year. Um, but they Stroman did well, so they shipped me back down to, uh, to Buffalo. And then I got traded. I, I wasn't designated by the Jays. The Jays are the only team that hasn't designated that I've played for. 
They traded you. They traded me for. They traded me to the Royals, and then the how does it mess with you mentally? I'm lucky in the fact that I've got a really good wife. That's um, if I ever get too big headed, she's not afraid to cut me down, and if I ever need to pick <laughs> up, she's not afraid to pick me up. So, uh, yeah, so it was tough. Like we were. Because there's a lot of stuff going up. We were very uncertain of what my future was going to hold. We had started looking into the possibilities of Korea, Japan, stuff like that, just in case. Did because you did you make any starts with the Royals, or they kind of got? Yeah, I'm, so I got I went to Omaha when I got traded over. I went to Omaha. First start there it was my first start in the PCL, and I like they weren't used to the way the International League pitched, I guess, because I went there and struck out twelve. <laughs> and I think most of them were looking at fastballs because it's the PCL and it's a pronounced hitters league, so. Pitches throw a lot of breaking balls. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. So I did all right that year. All that, And then uh, ended up having a start on August 28th against the Twins, against Phil Hughes. It was against the guy I got designated for. So went up there. I had a really good start. Like I threw seven innings, took a no-hitter into the fifth. Like A um, little yeah. bit of a chip on your shoulder. Yeah, for sure. Of like, course. Yeah. It was first time throwing to Salvi. Um, yeah, threw seven innings, gave it one run, ended up with a no decision. We came back and won that game, though. And then got sent down to double. This is before the new rules. I got sent down to double A. Their season was finishing sooner. And then the triple A team was making the playoffs. So they sent me down there. I was down for three days and then came back up. Well, that's what. Activated uh, Scott Downs. Having dealt with baseball players for a lot of years of my career and having different guys on the podcast and we talked to them and it's like, you're in triple A for a reason that you may not agree with. Mm -hmm. You understand it's a business. I think you understood quickly that the business side of it, why you're getting moved around. You don't have to agree with it, but a lot of guys, you know, you guys go down there, you do your work, okay, get with it. You know, it's very hard for you to just say, suck it up and let's just go. Because so, a lot of guys will come down and say, you know, fuck this, fuck this, fuck Sometimes that. it's character it building. Like, the team is test- toxic for people. The, the team sometimes, like, that year was tough for me because when I got, so I made the opening day roster in 2012. So I had uh, two good starts to start the year off and then two really bad ones. So I ended up, I was four starts in with a nine, like, just wasn't ideal, but... It's the first time I got sent down. I took it pretty hardly. Took it pretty hard. And then, um, so I'm down there. I'm doing what I, like, my my AAA numbers with the Twins are pretty good. So I was like, I was always doing well. And they kept calling other guys up. So it took me a little bit to realize that it was more of a character test for me rather than the guys they were calling up. But that yeah, character test, one you taught me, Rick, what, that can mess you up too, Yeah, right? well, one of the things I, I noticed in the little time that I spent with him, you could never tell he was, like, bothered by it. He just... Give me the fucking ball. I'm gonna go out there and pitch. And I just, I'm I just prove want to pitch. to you that I can pitch. You know, and what How do I have that to lose? Though, because you were it's hard. Because you were at that point in your career, you were trying to rebuild your career yeah. and get back to it. Yeah. And then you see another guy like this. Like, how hard was that for you? I mean, like I said, I for me it was I was dealing with my own stuff. I wasn't like he was doing his thing. Marcus Stroman at the time was doing his thing, and you just kind of, I mean, if those. He deserved to get called up seven and one with whatever ERA, low ERA he had that year. He he deserved those shots. I wasn't. I, w- I yeah. I was still getting paid by the Blue Jays, but I wasn't making. I wasn't helping myself by having shitty outings and trying to re- reinvent myself. I was just going out there and just. I just want to feel good, and I and I just never got to that point. Obviously for me, but seeing other guys and the way they were dealing with different stuff, like him and being designated and then getting called up, getting sent down, getting called up, getting sent down. It's like you as a veteran, do you talk to those guys? Of course. I mean, okay. I, w- I mean, I don't know. I mean, we hang like, out in the dugout. Yeah, and like I mean, you but pick I, guys' brains. Like I'd been around a decent while. Like at this point, I think I was twenty to twenty, twenty six, ish. 
So maybe you just you've been around long enough yeah. where you can talk to guys and be like, yeah, like, do you see anything? Like, is there anything that you're always trying to help each other out? Yeah, and like, then, there's certain guys you don't want to ask because they may jerks. not they may not give you the right information. Yeah. It's like it's because to them it's like oh well if he does well then I'm not going to look as good like stuff like that but like we'd both been around long enough that it didn't matter like if they were going to call us up they were going to call us up yeah one of the things I noticed with me was I found when I was struggling I feel like more guys were trying to help me like dude this is what I see this is what you should and I was always really receptive because I was like I want to get out of this fucking bad streak that I'm in and obviously like I said it never happened for me just my body was just broken down at the time and and but i was always really receptive to guys wanting to help and that's one thing i had a lot of guys like reach out and this and that and let's do this and maybe you should try this maybe you should try that and i think all these guys i feel like at one point were rooting for me because they've seen what i can do and they i mean it sucks to go from being up to going down right away and like seeing struggle you're seeing your your teammates struggle and you're like fuck that that sucks that sucks you know and i mean like i said Whenever you have, whenever you're around guys of trying to help, I think that goes a long way. Without a doubt, I mean, there's certain guys that, um, like, I've got guys in the team. Like, I'll reach out to Sorry all the time. Like, hey, what do you got? Like, just to see. Like, this year's been good for me. Like, I've been using a guy called Into the Blue. Seems Michael Fisher does some uh, like analytical maps. So, like, I'll into get into the blue. Into the blue. So I'll get heat maps from him. So it'd be like, okay, this is where this is where I'm going to have the most success against this hitter, and it'll be like fastball. Uh, curveball slider and stuff like that but the biggest thing for me is not only looking at those that sort of stuff but I'll ask him that there was a couple games where I had a couple bad ones in a row earlier in the year um, just after the All-Star game I called him and was like what do you see like he doesn't work for the team no okay so I I'm, I deal with him separately so I called him and was like uh, what do you got what do you see like is there anything that's changed from the last 10 outings to these couple outings he's like oh, you're, um, you're it, the ball's running a little bit more which means your arm angle's a little bit higher so I'd always assume the lower your arm angle, the more run you get. So for me, it was like, he goes, yeah, you raise your arm angle up a little bit so you've uh, got a little bit more run so you don't have the, that like, kind of late life. It's a little bit more a little bit more lateral movement. So the next day I went out there was like, okay, just playing catch. Just I was like making sure I get a little bit lower, just making sure my hand's on the ball still. And then I went on a little bit of a streak again, and it was fine. So it's and just having that. Like it's For me, it's not dealing – like I don't want mechanical like, okay, well – your left leg needs to be up a third of an inch higher and all this crap because some people like that. Meters. And it, the, meters. It, oh, does but, that. And I think that's the right way to use analytics. And, you mm-hmm. know, you've been through both sides where analytics weren't, oh, they weren't anything around. in 2012 when you made your debut. No. And now it's all about analytics. But I think when analytics are used the right way, like you said, oh, maybe I need to get my arm, my, my arms dragging a little bit. I dropped it down or I need to get it up a little higher. I think that's using analytics the right way. And it's not knowing the the gravity of how far you need to do it like for me it was just like hey like your arm goes a little bit high okay i'll just instead of being like okay i need to make sure it's here i just went out and played catch the next day and did a little bit like this repetition and it was, yeah. yeah but there's certain guys that analytics don't work for because they're too mental like i'm good where i'm like smart enough to be able to get it but stupid enough not to be able to gravitate and think about it too much <laughs> when you rick when you see a guy like liam where he's up down up down you're like fuck his stuff is good he doesn't belong here great but stuff. what the hell is going on do you kind of like say, hey, let me mentor him a little? Not mentor, but like put your arm around him a little bit more or do guys want to get left alone? How do you do well, that as a vet? I, I, I kind of left him alone because, like I said, he was a guy that already had big league experience. Yeah. And it was like, but, but how do you figure what, out what who, can you say what, to a guy that has yeah. good shit? You know, other than you have good shit and you don't belong here. 
but he knew that, you know, and and I kind of was just, you almost admire it when you're watching guys go out there and fucking throw seven, eight innings, and you're just like, whoa, 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 and he's doing it fastball slider, fastball slider, and that was that was a good year for me. That was a good year for me because yeah. I was that was the year I was like, okay, I need to go deep in games. Like I, I'd always been a guy who'd I get to 100 pitches and there would be six innings. Yeah, which is don't get me wrong, is what you're looking for when you yeah. go out there. Mm-hmm. But for me, I wanted to make sure I could get at seven. I wanted to go out there for eight. Like I wanted to keep. But pitching. you also said that you were thinking about Japan. Yeah. So every time I got DFA, I was like, if I clear, like there's a good chance that, like I'm at the end of the year, I'm not going to be on it. I'm not going to be with an affiliate, so I have a chance to go to Japan, Korea not have to worry about the team taking a cut of the American team taking a cut as like a release bonus for them. Mm-hmm. And I can go over there and make some money. Cause I'm, I don't know how long this is going to last. At I, that point were you just like F this. Uh, no, F it wasn't, the system. it wasn't too bad. Like I wasn't, I was disappointed, but you, you understand like it was one of those things where I kept getting claimed. If I kept getting, if I cleared it, it would have made it a lot you. harder. Yeah. yeah. So like that was the way I was looking. Okay. There's two ways of looking at it when you get DFA at all. Well, the team doesn't want me. Then if you get claimed, it was like, well, they keep like teams keep DFAing me, so they're just trying to slip me through. So like, obviously they don't care about me that much. But I kept getting claimed. And I was like, fuck side. yeah, people keep wanting me. So well, people okay. keep wanting me. This he came, and then you came for a second time. Yeah, so I to so, Toronto, and so that's when I got when Toronto, tra- fucking yeah. So I got tra- those playoff runs. So I went, I, when I got traded um, to the Royals, like I did okay. I had a couple bad starts towards the end, and then I got put in the pen. So my first ever experience warming up for the Royals in the pen was a safe situation. In the ninth inning. Oh, jeez. So, Aaron, like all Welcome the... Welcome to the team. The three-headed monster was down with Herrera, Holland, and Davis. They were all down that day. And Aaron Crow warmed up. Got 2-0 on the first batter. They called down saying, get Hendricks going. I'm like, what? Like, what? Are you, <laughs> what? Like, I hadn't, I hadn't relieved for these guys yet. I just got put into the pen the day before. Like, what's going on? They were like, yeah, you throw strikes. Are ready? You, got, you throw strikes. That's what we need. Uh, and then at the end of the year, they they like uh, we made the playoffs um, that year. They made the wild card game, and they called me in and was like, um, "Look, you're not making the playoff roster." I'm like, "Oh no, shit!" <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, "Hey, can I stick around for the game?" They're like, uh, "Yeah, in the stands." I'm like, "Well, no, I'm not sitting in the stands. Uh, if I'm not allowed to be in the clubhouse or anything like that, I'm deucing it." So I we drove home that night, my wife and I, and um, yeah, we got back at we got. I think we drove through the night. Stopped for a few hours in there from Kansas City to Fort Myers, and we got in there in the third inning, and we turned the game on. And I think the the A's were up like seven nothing. I'm like, well, I'm not getting that much of a playoff share, so I mean, we'll turn it. Like we kept watching it, obviously, but yeah. Then uh, I was setting up. I was going to the Dominican that off season, so I was going to go to the Dominican just test out. I hadn't played there before, so get to the Dominican day before the World Series hits. The the Royals obviously pulled off the wild card win. We're able to get to the World Series. The day before the World Series, they claimed Moises Sierra, and they said, hey, um, yeah, sorry, we, we DFA'd you. Sierra. Fuck. Your boy, yeah. Absolute cannon. And in, in, in New Hampshire, I'm pretty sure he hit a ball off me over the building in left field. <laughs> so I threw him 12 straight sliders. He struck going, out three times. They're going to the World Series, a team that you're part of the organization, mm-hmm. and it's like, all right, we're going, but uh, thanks for – Yeah, so I get a playoff share? Yeah, I got a playoff share. And, <laughs> uh, a playoff share? and yeah, American League, they, they vote on it. So it's yeah. uh, like, so cool. anybody who's up all year votes on uh-huh. the playoff share. So like, if the A's make it, I'll have a vote here in the next week or so. Okay. And it'll be, it it everyone who's up for a full year gets a full chair no matter what. Okay. And generally, the rest of it's decided upon. So like, say this guy was only up in September but makes the playoff roster. Generally, they get a full chair. 
just because they make the playoff roster. Right. But this guy who was up in for two months in the middle of the season, you give him like a third or Something a half whatever. or whatever. Like it Did all, you go to the Dominican? Yeah, so I went to the Dominican. What did you play for? Uh, the Aguilas. Oh, that's a good yeah. team. So it was great because I not only was there with a bunch of guys, like the, the American guys I was with were great. Like, uh, no, some of them were great. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver Drake with the uh, he's oh, yeah. the Rays now. Great guy. Love him. He was awesome. Uh, a couple of the other guys are done playing, but I play like good people. Different world. Down different there, huh? world. I've like, heard. I, I want to go. Jose Mota tells me every year. Bobby, I play with Manny come. Ramirez. So I play oh, yeah? with Manny. So that, and I was lucky <laughs> enough to pitch well for them against their biggest rivals in Lise. Yeah. So I threw seven innings of two runs oh, against so Lise. So I, they love me Dude, over there. Yeah. statue there probably of you. And <laughs> then, uh, so I, the only reason I went there was because of Francisco Pena, the oh, yeah. backup catcher yeah. for the uh, for the Royals. Royals. He's not, I think he was with the Cardinals for a little bit. But, um, yeah, so I went there. He was traveling with the team for the World Series. Like, he was not on the roster, but he was just there. And so I would hang out with his dad, Tony Pena. Kind of, he did yeah. it for a while. One leg, oh. get that leg out. <laughs> but like, I mean, he. Um, so it was cool, like going there. We watched a world, like a World Series game at his house. Oh, his compound. Yeah, but um, totally yeah, so it was a awesome. really cool experience. I got DFA'd the day before the World Series started, and then I found out that I got traded back to the Blue Jays the day after the World Series finished <laughs> for Santiago Nessi, a high A catcher. So I mean, um, do you know everything about your career? Like I. I remember certain. No, because there's some guys who have no idea who they played with the day before. I remember some very odd facts. How good were the Blue Jays that year when you went? Uh, In 14 or 15? 15. 15, When I went 15, I get to spring training. I'm still like, I don't know what's going to happen because I'm out of options. So in the Dominican, I was searching like Korea. So I ended up having Korean scouts come to the Dominican. What? Just being like, hey, if I, like, I'm not going unless I clear. So I'm not going. If I clear. We can we can reconvene because of like I'm obviously not going to get a big league deal. There's See, only guaranteed on money on the table. You, on, on this podcast, is the only place where you hear an Australian inviting Korean scouts to the Dominican to watch him play baseball. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so they came out and um, yeah, they we we met up with them and I just kept telling them like I don't know why like I don't know why you guys came. I, same person, but if I clear, we can talk. If I don't clear, I'm going whatever to spring training with whichever team I get. So I went to the Blue Jays, get into spring training. They're like, they called me to the office at the start of spring training. Like, look, uh, I know you've been a starter in the past, but we just, you're not going to make this team as a starter. I'm like, yeah, I know that because yeah, it was Burley, Dickey. Uh, I think Hap was there at that point. Stroman, Jeez. Sanchez. Jeez. So I'm like, okay, Drew Hutchison. Hutch. Um, and so then spring training rolls around. Stroman blows his knee out, and the whole organization almost dies. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, so I make the team out of the pen. I was the long guy, and then uh, two months into the, like a month into the season, we had two long guys. So it was me and Todd Redmond. Month into the season, um, they did like I was doing well. Like I'd given up maybe a run or so, and Todd unfortunately struggled a little bit. And they ended up choosing to DFA him over me. Towards the end of the season, Anthopolis calls me and was like, I just was talking to him in the hallways, like, yeah, you know, you're only meant to be here for like a month. Because you're our extra long guy at the start of the season. Like, we didn't well, – first of all, I didn't know that I made the team until we were getting on the buses to figure out which bus to get on. Oh, jeez. So, we had the two exhibition games in Montreal. Oh, yeah. So, we uh, – I pitched in that. It was the first time I got to throw to Russell Martin, the starting catcher. It was the first time I threw to him was the exhibition games. And they told me, like, look, we're not sure who we're taking. Which who was it between? Uh, me and Ryan Goins. So, it was okay. whether they took an extra reliever or they wanted the infield. Okay. Jeez. And so – 
No pressure. They're like, yeah, so I'm getting onto the, the big league bus because I found out, I just found out I made the team. My wife's still in Florida, like has no idea where we're going. Made the team. And the, I can't remember his name, but um, one of the helpers, the big older guy with those bald and fat, he, um, he was like, oh, no, you're on the wrong bus. I'm like, no, no, no. They just told me I made the big league team. He's like, oh, okay, then you're on the right bus. Like, Ron Sandelli. That's cool. Yeah. So that's cool. I mean, nice guy, but like, that was a little irritating. <laughs> And you guys make you the playoffs that year, right? Yeah, so you I, guys go through that run where yeah. you guys lose to Kansas City, and you had a yeah. there was some, some record you set there. Where yeah, so Anthopolis. So first of all, Anthopolis told me about the GM. in about August, and the GM was like, "Yeah, you were only meant to be for here for a month. We we're meant to like have you for a month, and then we we're meant to like DFA you and like yeah. get the extra infielder up. But you you forced a hand. It, you pitched well, and then that point you, I, you, you, you became performed. one of the main guys in that bullpen. So you I started throwing, so I started throwing harder, and then um, you yeah, perform right. Yeah, so it's at the end of the day, like that was that's been probably the pivotal point of my career is being able to continue onto that that team right and there. And you were an All Star this year with the A's, and this I, is after before being an All Star, being DFA'd by yeah, the Oakland yeah. A's too. Again, yeah, so, so the, it's just that's where with the I read the, the story about you that I read in the Athletic about a month ago uh, when you told everybody how much you hate the Warriors and the Raiders. Not, not <laughs> I'm, I'm not a basketball fan anyway, so. It's, uh, <laughs> Like, the fact that they're a fan, it doesn't bother me all that no, but, much. Uh, but the story said about how you just said, I got to stop thinking and just mm-hmm. keep it super simple. Yeah. Like, where did that attitude come well, from? Well, that's what I told you. Like, so I went back to the um, – so every time I get called up, I would think about who I'm facing. Not about what I've got. It was all about who I'm facing. So when I was a starter, I'm like, okay, well, there's a little slap guy, so I, I – I generally did better against guys who I had no idea who they were. And so that, like, a couple of years later, that clicked on me. I'm like, if I just forget who everybody is, I'm fine. I don't have to worry about, like, over-pitching to guys and all of this because I'm like... Keep it simple. I'm trying to paint a Nat's ass on the outside corner here, and it's just not... It, that's not my game plan. I throw strikes, but they're not always the best strikes. And if I'm 2-0 behind a guy, I'm going to throw a strike because at the end of the day, I don't like walking people. Walking means I gave up. or Like, not I gave up, but, like... It was on me. We're hitting. I mean, the best hitter in the league, if you you can throw 10 fastballs and they're going to hit three of them. So that's just how, like, how I started picturing things. And, yeah, it's just uh, I stopped thinking. And that's why Into the Blue is a good thing for me because it's not about where their strengths are. It's about where my strengths are. And, and that's what it's all about. You pitch to your strengths. You pitch to your strengths. You so guys like, get away from that a lot, don't you? I think so. Certain teams have certain scouting reports that are very tailored into what the other person's good at. Yeah, like we when we went to when we went to Toronto for Vladdy Junior's debut. <laughs> oh, I was there actually. But oh yeah, my god, the same places, was he like? You our can't pitch our scattering report was just walk him. <laughs> <laughs> it was a joke. The guy had done nothing in the big leagues at and this like, point. A guy like you, you're like fuck that. I'm yeah. coming in and I'm well. Like they're, 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 most team scattering reports on Trout are always white line away. Just don't give We're him anything. White line away. So batter's box away. So oh, don't okay. give him anything to hit. Hopefully he'll chase. I hate that. I mean, you look at my last 10 at-bats against Trout, I think I've thrown him one breaking ball. The rest are just fastballs as hard as I can. He knows it. I was talking to him about it at the All-Star game. I was talking about it at the All-Star game. He's like, yeah, I finally got one. (laughs) (laughs) He he hit a flaring base hit up the middle. (laughs) Big man against But it's just like, the more I think, the worse I am because I'm a big overthinker. So if I overthink, I start. That's the worst thing to do in baseball. Yeah, well, I start going out there and be like, oh, well, I just threw a fastball. 
and I got it by him. So now he's going to be expecting that. So I'm going to throw a slider now so he's not expecting it. Yeah. Like, no, hitters are about as stupid as I am. Yeah. If he swings through a fastball, throw a fastball again. It's true, man. It's true. And I think the last time I saw you was in when I was at the Giants, remember? In mm-hmm. the bullpen, I talked to you and uh, Sepchinski. <laughs> oh, Zep. Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. So I just remember that right now. I was like, well, I'm trying to think when was the last time I saw. We're actually going to Hawaii with Zep this offseason. We went to Europe with him last He was actually at the Man City Man United game oh, with him. Okay. So cool. we, we're Mark going Sipchinski, to. who hopefully will get one day yeah, here we'll on get this him. too. But um, yeah, I was, I was with the Giants and I was doing every trip like a rookie was. And I was like, it was a night game and they were there because they pitched that night. And uh, I remember talking to them and it was like, it's funny because I didn't really play with Hendricks yeah. that much. You know, I didn't, I, it's not like you we just crossed paths. We, yeah, and, but when we saw each other, it was like, it was like we saw each other. Dude, we've been doing before. this for an hour and 20 minutes right now. The podcast is <laughs> just, just flowing and rolling. I want to bring this. Remember, um, we were in Gwinnett that year in 14. Okay. Was it Sean Hill? Mm-hmm. The uh, starter? Okay. He picked off five times in a row. Were you there for that one? Probably. I don't know. I don't remember. It was that. like uh, probably May, but we got him and it was his first start with us in Buffalo. He legitimately picked off five times in a row. He'd come set, giggle to himself and then pick off. Why? He forgot how to pitch. That's right. I do remember that. <laughs> wait, 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 what do you mean he forgot how to pitch? Like for whatever reason. He just got in his he'd head. Go, he'd go through things. Like no. So the pitching coach ran out and we're like, what the hell's going on? Because this is his first start. He's had some in Sean Camp. No, not not camp. No, but I, it was I somebody. It was I, some, I think no I thought way. it was Sean Hill. Maybe it was Sean Hill. Maybe, maybe. But it was one of those ones where it was like he's out there, and then all of a sudden it's like he convinced himself, and the pitching coach runs out there, and we're like, oh crap, like our pen's already been abused the last couple of days. <laughs> I'm pitching tomorrow, which means I've got 140 pitches, so we need to figure this out. It turns out that like Randy runs out there, runs off the mound, laughing hysterically. And he like he figured a fun it out. Guy. I mean. He figured it out. Like he went out there, just pitching coach kind of just slapped him a little bit and was like, "Just throw the ball." <laughs> and then he and he was fine. I think he threw like seven innings in that day. <laughs> it was just it was one of those it was the strangest but things ever. It, it, you have so many cool stories. You guys act like you know each other really well, but it's, yeah. it's we mesh pretty well. Yeah, yeah. you do. That's why. Was I, it the, that's, that's why, why we, I'm not going to name him. But remember the guy who decided to try and squat 350 for the first time that year, and then had to get wheeled out on a stool. To his car. Squat 350? He, so he, he tried to squat. Like, he hadn't, they, it didn't work out that much. He was our third baseman ish. And ish. then, <laughs> and then, I know what you're talking about. And went to do a squat <laughs> and blew his back out. Oh. And he couldn't move. So they lent him on one of the stools, the wheelie stools. They stomach, <laughs> stomach first. I remember that. And wheeled him to the car. And so, wheeled him to the car and he couldn't move they said that we, then we went on the road like the next day and I so he was at the that. apartment he said there was one day where he spent multiple hours on the ground because he fell off the couch <laughs> and he couldn't get back up well, yeah <laughs> trying to show off Did you i mean this like, the well, stories you get we, in the mileage the we, best we probably could go on oh, forever we, we, and ever. we can we're gonna get him back next season when you come through with whatever new team yeah, you're gonna be it. with because oakland never has guys for the two years in a row <laughs> uh, it's my fourth year here no. is it really i am how much service time do you have close to 10 already close to 10 geez no i am um, i with me being dfa'd last year and spending two months in AAA, i am eight days shy of six so okay. I, I would have been a free agent. Like, if I hadn't got DFA'd last year, I would have been a free agent this year. All right. Oh. So, you're, so that you're, sucks. <laughs> but I'm eight days shy, so I'm going to my last year of arbitration so this, this is time. Your, 
Oh, last year of our last year of our. So yeah. we always do this with our guests. We ask uh, little different questions, play some fun with them. We've been fun, having fun for an hour and twenty, but we, we're tra- changing it up. So, so those of you who are used to the Let's Go Ricky Roll podcast, we ask these like questions. But today we're going to do a questions of first. We're just mixing things up. I, sh- I should get some fancy music. Yeah. I'll tell the music guys because <laughs> fancy. So we should have like a big fancy intro. All right, so we're just whatever you answer is right here. Um, your first car. First car was a 1986 Toyota Celica stick shift. Whoa. And the reason I got it was because I got, I was, um, <laughs> played T-ball. They gave me a $5 thing to this bank. Didn't cash it. They, that bank got bought out and they gave me $3,500 like, oh, <laughs> like 10 years later. Wow. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> but then I got, so I, I um, was on the Australian team that were meant to go to South Africa, I think it was. Went home for my aunt's funeral. Came back and was off the team. And in Australia, you had to, I had to pay my own way, so it was about $3,500 for this, the, old Australian, the Australian trip. Got cut, didn't have to spend it, so I bought her on a car. Look at nice. this. Your first job. First job. Uh, first paying job was I was a laborer for a general contractor. So I did, he did landscaping. He knocked down buildings and all this. I dealt with asbestos. It was fun. Um, <laughs> lawn, mowed lawns, just picked up bricks and... Manual labor. I got. Ricky, I love manual time? labor. Pro ball. Pro ball. <laughs> yep. Yep. We asked. We asked. Sorry the other day. I was like, "Hey, sorry. What college you go to?" He goes, University of Big League. He <laughs> <laughs> was in the Mexican league. Went straight from the Mexican league to the big leagues. First time on the Showbird. The Showbird. Ooh. Uh, yeah, that would have been 2011 after I made my debut. Went up there and. With the twins, but I, I give it to the A's. The A's have a nice plane. We got a Mark Cuban plane, so it's like oh, it's, the, it's the, the NBA okay. Mavericks plane. Oh, okay. So they um they'll sit at the like there's a lot of leg room, which is great. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Did you know what you were doing the first time on the bird? I just like saying bird. Uh no, I didn't. I, I don't think I had to do like we didn't have to do too much because the twins are in the in the midst of a like hundred loss season. Uh, so they kind of like all the guys are like ah, I'm over it. Yeah. Your first show suit. Uh, it was the one I bought for myself because no one bought me a suit when I was up, <laughs> unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, I, my first shows, I probably put it at this year. Really? Like, I, I bought, like, your Express suits and stuff like that because they just fit well. All right. But this year it was for the All-Star game. I had to scrand around because my yeah, suit. You do. My <laughs> suit, now they do that red carpet event. Yeah, my suit was in uh, my suit. Like, I have a plethora of suits now, but there were, most of them were in Fort Myers. There was a couple in, uh, in Oakland, but we weren't sure which ones were clean. <laughs> <laughs> so I walked into Mario's in downtown Seattle and was like, hey, I need this and I need it tailored by tonight. Bam. And we're able to get it done. So I'll have to head out and introduce the, the tailor to my wife when we get back, get back out there in the next couple of days. Right, last one, your first dumb purchase. First dumb por- purchase. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I've made a lot of those. Well, the first one, though. Where you just I like- mean, um, <laughs> Probably shouldn't say engagement ring, but <laughs> that was a great purchase. I said the only reason I say dumb purchase is because the one I wanted to pick out was the one my wife ended up going back to. The one I bought was not the one that uh, she, okay, the one she the one she wanted was the one we ended up buying, but it didn't sit right. The diamond didn't sit right in the in the okay. in the halo. Took it back and we got our solitaire, which is the one I offered originally. But <laughs> all right, now the first non-engagement dumb purchase. Uh, first dumb purchase. I mean, I've made some stupid ones in like my what? life. Like what? I think the dumbest one I was was when I was with Toronto. I ended up buying a car from a Toronto dealership, which is great at the time. But then I got traded, and she wanted all the money up front. <laughs> oh, shit. And then the warranty in Canada is less than the warranty in the U.S. So my shocks went out when I was with the A's, and I had to pay for that out of pocket. 
Oof. <laughs> different country, different rules. <laughs> I man. mean, but and this is and the 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 way we we kind of like to wrap this up. Um, the biggest question we always ask, and it gets a lot of guys thinking. What's the best advice you would give your younger self? Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's for me. Don't give the hitters too much credit. <laughs> if I had the mentality I had now as a starter, I would be a lot wealthier, and I'd probably still be starting. Fair In enough. My, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just all like throw it, not like a bitch. Because <laughs> I like I remember I still went to I went to Texas, and Travis Blackley pointed it out to me. I went to Texas. I threw. I had a good game that night. I think I threw six innings, two runs against Another Texas. Australian kid. Yeah, Travis Black. That guy's crazy. But he looked at me. and was like, "Why? Why does it look like you're throwing a dart?" So I was like, I'd have a really a short. Yeah, a oh, dart. Right. Oh, you mean dart? Yeah, dart. <laughs> so I'd have a really short, uh, short stride and short arm, and it was kind of yeah. like I was flicking it, kind of like a snake, like a snake bite, where yeah. they do that and recoil. He's like, "What? Have you ever tried throwing it harder?" So I like a couple like. Probably a month later, I get put into the pen, and that was when I started throwing a little bit harder. I was my second. I had two relief appearances with the Twins. Both I threw a hundred pitches, and one was a quality start against the A's. Out of the pen. So, I mean, I was starting to throw a little bit harder. Like that was the first time I'd hit ninety-five, and I was just I'd started to move that, and then got DFA'd, and and Bob's your uncle. Here we are. But look at you. I mean, it's yeah. That that would be the biggest thing. Throw it like you mean it, and don't th- and just. Have faith in yourself. Don't don't worry about. Don't forget who the hitter is. What about just a, your eighteen year old self? Forget baseball. What advice? Oh you have for God, him? I was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I was such a pompous ass at eighteen. Like I mean, it didn't help that I had like a low two in the GCL. Okay. I by the way, get over there. They're like, hey, uh, so extended spring training. We got the Elizabethton team and the GCL twins here. We're going to take the best 25 guys with us to Elizabeth, no matter age, no matter what. I didn't give up a run in, in extended. Didn't make the Elizabeth. I'm like, that's bullshit. Like, just don't tell me that. You get all my hopes up, and now I just get screwed. But I didn't walk a guy in extended. First guy I faced in the GCL season, I walked and scored. Naturally how it goes. But, yeah, it's just um, my 18-year-old self was just enjoy. I mean, I had a blast in the minor leagues. I mean, the minor leagues are a a time where if you embrace it and you just don't let anything to affect you too badly, you can have a great time. Like you, there's a number of people that we have met through like one of our close friends was a guy who we don't like anymore's girlfriend and we still keep in touch with her. So it's just, it's just, it's like, it's just how that goes. Like you meet so many new people, so many people around the thing. Like I caught up with Jason Repko. Remember that name? Yeah. yeah with Jason, Re- yeah. Jason Repko, a couple Twins. of, yeah. When we were in Seattle last time, like great guy. Yeah. Awesome. And then, um, I'm, I don't know if Ryan Rollins Smith's going to be in Seattle when we head there, but like you just meet so many good people in the minor leagues. It's just, it's keep true. In, keep in contact with guys and stuff and like this will happen. Yeah. And, and don't be a dick. Don't be. Yeah, that's a good one. Don't be a, don't be a dick. <laughs> it's, uh, your social media, do you do any of that? Uh, this is the first year I've ever had Instagram. Like, I've stayed away from it pretty religiously just because um, like, I've yeah. sucked in the past. And that's a lot of negative not, stuff. Yeah, yeah I don't so, want that. But I found out Instagram's that if you, fun. if you suck consistently, no one really bothers. <laughs> but if you're good and then have a bad one, people hate you. <laughs> <laughs> like, we have... we like. They found my wife's Instagram, gave her death threats. Oh, yeah. shit. Like, it's bad. So my, my Instagram's Hendrix underscore 31. Okay. Because Hendrix 31 was taken. But 
Yeah, so I was the 31st Australian to make it to the big leagues. Oh, okay. 31 with the A's had too many runs in it, so they gave that to Sean Kelly last year when I was in AAA. <laughs> yep and then uh, they gave me a new number this year which seems to be doing all right all right so we'll see you in the playoffs hopefully um do you speak spanish uh poquito mas espanol poquito mas espanol do yeah. you own uh, an alligator no but we have an alligator at the back of a house called bill gators <laughs> bill gators yeah we call we got bill gators out the back we've got um five cats and two dogs Oh, I didn't even want to ask about you walking your cats on a leash. Oh, yeah, that's the best. He has a cat named Winnie Cooper that he walks on a leash. <laughs> Winnie Cooper, Temperance Brennan, if you watch the TV show Bones. Uh, Mitchell Pritchett, if you watch the TV show Modern Family. He's the ginger. Yeah. So it's the ginger tabby. He was actually displaced through Hurricane Irma. We picked him up at uh, my buddy's <laughs> wedding venue. He has five cats, two dogs, but he walks the cats on leashes. My 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 puppy's my little baby. That's Stella. She sleeps in between my legs every night. She's my little meat. <laughs> She's my little meatball. No, but you know, to tie this all yeah. around, you know, it goes back. Like I said, um, for our listeners out there, it's the ups and downs that yeah. that continue to happen with these guys, and they everyone has their own struggles. Everyone goes through their struggles, and and the fact that these guys, you know, like a guy like Hendricks has always maintain a positive attitude and Love it, it's man. gotten him to this point yeah. you know? i think and, that's and the biggest thing that i try and tell people is just it's the positivity you have to have fun with it like last year i wasn't like before i got defeat i wasn't having fun like i got into a bit of an argument with the front office like we just we weren't meshing yeah. i was being i was getting too complacent i was getting too like egotistical and when i went down i kind of just it was a refresh and i think it, it was a necessary evil for me to go down to AAA last year to be able to come back and do what i've been able to do this year but the positive attitude is huge. Like, I I have to gain, I have to garner my own confidence at times because I'm just not feeling great that day. Or, or a no. guy like there was a game where a guy decided to pull. It was 97, about three balls inside, and he pulled the living crap out of it into the outfit. I'm like, well, guess it doesn't have the life today. Like, I don't know. We're yeah. gonna we're and, gonna have to work this, with this. And, and, and for our listeners, it, it tells you that these guys are human. It, when they go out there and they take the mound, yeah. and they might not be feeling their best. But they're gonna give you everything they got. I get and in trouble. Never I get in trouble still for just being a bit of a goofball on the mound. Like this year has been the, one of the better years for me, being able to go and flick a switch and being like, okay, and game intensity and off game. Like I've been able to do it in between batters and innings this year, which has been a big thing for me because, oh. like I, I'm what they call, I don't have a dugout personality. I like to call it because I am loud. I'm annoying. I'm just always on. That's for the most part. That's why I have to be in the. That's why I have to be like 180 <laughs> feet away down the line. <laughs> that's the guy that you're like. Can we get him in the pen? Yeah, get, <laughs> like, get him out of here. So like there was that, but um, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like I've been able to turn it on and off really well. And the best thing this year is my catch partner, who is Joaquin Saria, who's Python. We've been able to do it. He's the same way. He's been able to turn it on and off. Like we have this thing like. I bounce a curve. I've, there's some balls. There's some curveballs I've thrown this year that have grass stains on them. That's how far in front of the plate oh, they bounced. So I've done that in a game. Look down at the bullpen. I see Ryan Bukta, Yusmero Petit, and Joaquim Soria yelling, how do you hold that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just what – we've got a good group in the bullpen being That's, able to do that. Like this, there's a couple guys that aren't like on that level. Yeah. But the four of us – well, it's a, five it's a of simple us game. Just have yeah. fun. You man. throw it out there and it's just – you need to be able to have fun. You need to be able to brush things off. Right. And so Hendrix underscore 31, where you want to see pictures yeah, of him walking his cats. Him. I am. Yeah. Uh, if cats. you want to see Man City pictures from you, right? Yeah, there's uh, Man City stuff. Montreal, there's, Quebec stuff. Yeah, we're gonna, I've already got a 
game plan to go up to Philadelphia with one of the guys I live in that community with in Florida, heading up to a Philadelphia Montreal game up oh, there. Oh, the Prosty Bulls. And if you guys uh, really I'm gonna, want, I'm going to get Shay's information from him so we can. It, uh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. And if you guys really want to know more about him, uh, read a book and listen to heavy metal music. We didn't even get into that. This dude listens to heavy metal music while reading a book. That's another podcast for another day. Liam Hendricks, thank you. Very yeah, we much. Appreciate, appreciate it, man. It, man. Thank you for, for joining us. Having me, guys. I appreciate it. Oh,